darkness has descended upon the city, and the creatures of the night have begun to stir. This is the time when the veil between the realms of the living and the dead is the thinnest, and all that is is not what it appears to be. Like a lone sentinel, one candle flickers in the night, revealing all that lurks in the darkness. This is Ghost Chronicles, Book of Shadows. Welcome to the Nightmare. Well, blessed be everyone, and welcome to Ghost Chronicles, Book of Shadow. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the lone candle burning in the darkness. And with me tonight is my new co-host for Book of Shadows, my favorite West Coast witch, Marla Brooks. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, and, and not to be outdone, uh, I also have my favorite East Coast witch with me, uh, Judica Isles. Judica, are you with us? I am. Hi. <laughs> So, you like the opening? Yeah. That's great. Thank you, Ron. Mm -hmm. Did you recognize that voice? Yes. <laughs> I, you know, I wish I had a better voice, but I don't. So. Oh, your voice is just fine. It no, fits your you. Your voice is perfect for what you do. There it's you go. It's strange. It's very strange. Of course, I am too, but that's another story. All right. Thank you guys for, for joining us. And uh, the Halloween season is, uh, or as you guys say, uh oh, I can't say it. Savin, Savin's, uh, what is it? Savin, Savin, Savin. Savin. I got that Savin when it's not spelled that way. Well, I think as long Sam as you don't say Sam Hain, we're good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, goodness. You know, yeah. that's my biggest pet peeve, you know, the spelling of, of words. It's and, not and English. That's why it's not English. Yeah, it's I don't a... care. We're English. We're not... <laughs> it's like tarot. It's tarot cards, not tarot. There's a T on the end of it. Get over it. <laughs> oh, mm -hmm. Anyway, I, I do digress. So uh, thank you. The season is, season is over. We still have uh, today is, is part of it, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Today is uh, all, all Saints Day. And then yes, tomorrow yeah. will be All Souls Day or the Day of the Dead. Yes, Day of the Dead. They, and there's another, I can't say that either. So, what, and, day, day of the Dead? They or put was, they, they put the, I can't say Dia it. Los Muertos. Yeah, there you go, girl. There you the West go. Coast, you should know that. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> if not, they would take away my witch card or something. Your, Your West Coast card? card? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which West Coast? <laughs> so, you know what? Maybe we should have a, like membership cards, so like your official wish, you get you stamped on it and everything. So, <laughs> well, how do you know we don't? You know, we don't tell. Oh, everything. you got a secret hand, secret handshake I, too. I, I, I'll have you know, Ron. I'm a member. I'm a card carrying member of the Witches Union, and I have a card. Do you really? Jackie <laughs> Smith. Jackie Smith has the Witches oh, Union. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie Smith is a witch. Yeah. Yeah. I never knew that. Yeah. Well, you yeah, think she just makes good. candles? Yeah. Wow. And witchcraft That's products? Yes. Huh. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, but I mean. She's, a, she's not just a witch. She's the head of the witches' union. There's certainly mm -hmm. such a thing in witches' union. Uh-huh. <laughs> I've got the card to prove it. So. <laughs> What do you get for your card? I mean, is I, wait, is there witch's card dues? Uh, I haven't paid some if there are. <laughs> okay, so I guess there is none. 
So what what is the witches' union then? See, you open that kid at worms, dear. Well, I mean, it, it, it's a large Facebook group, and I, I mean, people are, you know, welcome ah, to join. Okay, there I you go. Join. I think I have the qualifications. I'm going to get over there and join. You should. What's mad with yeah. you? It's fun. <laughs> yeah, you can talk, talk about all the mugglins, mugglins, whatever the hell they are. Muggles. Muggles, see. I need an interpreter. Can I... Well, it's good we understand you and can ter- interpret, really. What? Never mind. <laughs> no, never mind. You know, I am not, one thing I'm not afraid of is AI because AI can never understand me. <laughs> well, you know, I will say that my books are on the list, are the, the list of, us, of books that have been sampled for AI. So that was not a pleasant discovery. Oh, really? Uh huh. The author field has, like, the, you know, has the, the database. So yeah. they, they did sample several of my books. Without permission, I, I may add. Without permission, without payment, without any of that stuff. Wow. Isn't that kind of illegal under certain... Uh, well. I, I, I don't know. You know, that's a good question. It, it should be, and yet they seem to be getting away with it. We should be, put, we should be getting the Witches' Union on this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we got to throw a few spells in that direction, too. Uh-huh. That, that, yeah, that's you know, that's the thing we should do. I mean, well, we, I'm not a witch, but oh, I've been called that many times. <laughs> you could times, be an honorary. But, oh, yeah. Well, as I recall, Ron, when I did that um, video thing with you and, and whatever, when you were making manifest, manif- manifest boxes. See, you hang around me, you can't I know, it. it's terrible, it's contagious. Um, I had you make a spell, remember? And you did quite well. I did. You did. Mm-hmm. You know, often it's not whether, unfortunately, it's not always whether you think you're a witch or you identify as a witch, but what other people identify you as. That That's when, you know, you, you, you need to be aware of how other people identify you because that is really... Um, the story of the witch trials. Mm-hmm. No one, at, you know, it, it's what when other people see. You, what do they think you're a witch? Which is true, also yeah. history. Yeah. So which is why witches get bum raps. Mm-hmm. Why black cats get bum raps. Well, we're in a good thing together then. The black cats and the witches. Yes. Mm-hmm. I can think of worse I, company. Mm. Do you know that uh, the some of the shelters would actually not uh, let black cats be adopted around Halloween? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because for, for, it's dangerous for them. Absolutely. Yeah. People, mm-hmm. you know, people are pretty awful. I mean, not all people, but all, there are a lot of awful people who um, that's not what the witching season is about. But uh, it's for the cat's safety. Yeah, yeah I, I like it that they do that. Yeah. But uh, today, I, I mean, this this year, I just saw a commercial safari shelter that was actually advertising black sh- cats for adoption on Halloween because there was a stigma against them and they, they had an abundance of black cats. Hmm. I hate places that don't check where they're giving the pre- love to the cats to. 
Mm. Anyway. I mean, yeah. So uh, Judica has written a bunch of books, and I have one of them, I think at least one of them, that, and it's like a huge book. It probably weighs 600 pounds. Um, <laughs> and uh, how do you write a book like that? That's, that uh, do you know what the book I'm talking about, by the way? Because I can't remember the title offhand. I, I'm going to guess you have 5,000 spells. Is that the one you have? Probably. It's a huge I have, book. Uh, because I have, I have two books. That are over a thousand pages, and another one that's over eight hundred pages. So it could be any of those. But most people who know me have Encyclopedia Five Thousand Spells. Um, the writing is not—it's the researching that is really the lengthy process more than the writing. And I love researching. I lo- I, I love that part of it. Writing to me is work. The researching is you know just just exciting it's you know it's 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 intellectual archaeology you just go down a rabbit hole and see what you can find and then you can see whether you can verify it and are there other sources and you just you know there's so many interesting things in the world so that's just you know it was written from love love and curiosity and passion mm-hmm. i gotta ask you this judica because every i love research too i mean yeah. i just I, i'm like you um yeah but people that I know, if they tell me something that sounds a little bit off, yeah. I always go and check it out. And me they too. get really mad. Yeah. They get angry and they say, what, you don't trust us? And I said, well, what's your source? But it's you not know? about trust. I mean, it's not yeah. about trust. It's just making sure you, it's accurate. Exactly. And yeah, but you can't tell them that. They think that, you know, you think we're stupid. I said, no. And, and then I said, well, you know, when I write books... I have to like keep track of the sources, and right, so I said that's right. just part of my life. Right, I said, I mean, it's not right. personal, but they get really upset every every time they see well, me. Yeah, grab the- but doesn't that make you wonder? Yeah, I mean, why are they getting upset that you're checking it? You know, mm-hmm. I have for my. I mean, my books are popular encyclopedias. They're not mm-hmm. academic books. They're, and, and sometimes mm-hmm. people want, why isn't this footnoted? Why isn't this footnoted? Well, yeah. I mean, for one thing, if it was footnoted, the, it would double in size. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it was written, that's for it sure. was, Yeah, you know, and it was written for people to read and enjoy and to use. It's not written, it wasn't written so that I would get a degree. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But it, all my books have really extensive bibliographies. Mm-hmm. You know, all my sources are there. And if you look, and I mean, if you look into the bibliographies, you could pretty much trace a lot of what I've written. Um, I, it's fine. I mean, I, I, it's what you know. People should go looking because maybe you'll find something else that's interesting. Mm-hmm. The, the problem is, though, you, you know, people say, "Oh, well, what's your source?" I say, "Well, I read it on the internet." It's like, "Oh, because mm-hmm. uh, books, you know." It, Books yeah. require a lot more effort and usually involve more than one person, uh, whether it's in the editing phase of it or, or the writing phase of it or even the researching phase of it. So, and you should read more than one book. Also, I mean that's I, I I find that a lot of people today, what they're I mean what they're doing is they're looking for books that validate what they already believe. But ah, good mm-hmm. point. You should read books that challenge you. And sometimes you read a whole book 
and there's one thing in there that made it worthwhile to read. So you need to to be exposed to different perspectives, different experiences, because that that's how you find out what your perspectives are by having you know even if you disagree with something then you have to think well, you know why did I disagree with it what about it did I disagree with it's it's I mean that's how you grow exactly I mean people uh you know when I started getting involved in the paranormal in, mm-hmm. in my life I never was really interested other than in passion other than I have a very right. curious mind but a lot of things I didn't believe in, didn't believe in mediums, didn't believe in thousand, didn't believe in a lot of things. But if you're going to criticize them, at least you have to try to understand them. That's why I've always, yeah. you know, taken classes, done some research on it. And, yeah. and, you know, I may come up with some different ideas than what the teacher is telling me or, or sure. what the book is saying. But at least it opens my mind to the possibilities of other thoughts than my own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's important. A lot of people don't want to learn, though. That's the thing, you know. They think they know it all. It's like work. (laughs) (laughs) Not so. It's true. I know, but that's so sad because you know there's so many, so many things to learn in this universe, and you know, so little time, so much to learn. So to cut yourself off, I think, is just—it's very sad. Yeah. yeah, but you can't tell them that. They just know it all, like I said. So I want to go back to the witchy again instead of writing. And uh, the 5,000 spells. Now, that's <laughs> that's yeah. a lot of spells. And, of uh, yeah. And so are those all the spells you know or, or came across? Oh, you or... could. No, I mean, I had, I, I had this discussion at the time. I mean, I, I really vividly remember the the conception of that book. I had done two smaller, I had already published two smaller books. And the second of the two books was 150 spells. And, so the, and I, I had, I, I became a spell collector by accident. I actually have this huge, still unpublished project on fertility. And... While I was researching, I kept finding all these other interesting, you know, interesting things, interesting spells, rituals. And in the beginning, I was like a horse with blinders on. I, I, If it wasn't what I was focused on, I didn't pay attention to it. But then I felt bad because there was so much interesting stuff that I kept. I, start, I, kept um, I would write them down on file cards and I would put them away because someday somebody will need this. Or want this? Maybe I will want this. And so the publisher knew I had these boxes and boxes and boxes of spells. And he started talking to me about um, Marla. This is—I don't know if you know Greg Brandenburg. This is Greg Brandenburg. Um, mm. He started. You know, can you? We did 150 spells. Could you do 500 spells? Could you do a thousand spells? Could you do <laughs> five thousand spells? At one point, we were up to ten thousand spells. Oh and, my gosh. I, I, I kept going, yeah, 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 because I actually wanted to go back to the fertility book. But he talked me into it. He hooked me. The <laughs> thing with spells is spells are like the grains, you know, it's like the grains of sand on the, on the beach, the stars in the sky. There's always another one. We, you could create mm-hmm. a new spell every day. 
we can all because spells are created by people over yeah, so the centuries. So why don't you actually explain what a spell is? For, for okay. The, so before I explain what a spell is, I have to explain what magical energy is because spells oh, are an attempt to use magical energy. Magical energy is something that is not created by people. It is a natural force in the world that is just sort of there and you can be conscious of it and try to bend it to your will or, you know, live in harmony with it, swim with the current and have it work for you. Or it can just be going on in the background. And I always compare it to radioactivity, to, to you know, radioactive energy. Because, you know, that's not something that was known centuries and centuries and centuries ago. That's Marie and Pierre Curie. And when Marie and Pierre Curie said that there was this force, this energy in the world, and they were going to extract it, people laughed at them. People ridiculed them. They mocked them until, you know, it was proven. So you can't, you can't spell it. You can't taste it. You can't, you know, they just, they just knew it was there. And they did end up proving it. Well, magical energy is this force of energy. We don't have a word for it in English, but they do have words for it in other languages. It's part of it in Egyptian mythology. They call it Heka, H-E-K-A. And one of ancient Egypt, there were many creation stories. But in one of the creation stories, the creator has created the universe and has looked out upon it and has realized that all is not good and that the human beings in particular, his creations or, you know, their creations, um, the humans are in for heartache and disappointment and trauma. And so the last thing to be created is Heka, this energy that isn't, it was created to ward off the harsh blows of fate. And so magic spells are an attempt to take, a conscious attempt to take this energy and use it to either provide something we desire or to ward off something we're afraid of. I mean, those are the two big motivators for spells, fear and desire. We want safety. We want love. You know, we want money. Or we don't want to get sick. We don't want to go bankrupt. We don't (laughs) want, like, you know, the neighbor across the street to harass us. So it tends to be, you know, one or the other. Those are the big motivators. Everything, magical energy is everywhere. It's in sounds. Like the ancient Greeks used to believe that vowels had magical power. Um, It's in colors. It's in numbers. It's in pretty much, it's in us. I mean, we all have our innate magic power. And one of the nicest things, I think one of the best things about spells, it's a sort of inner alchemy. It's for us to find out what's your power. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, it's like digging to find out what is your special power. Because we all have, it may or may not be developed. And it may or may not be the same thing, but all of us have 
some sort of magical power. Ew. And sometimes people say that spells are like prayers. You know, we're yeah. asking for something. But the difference, I think, is that when we ask for it, we don't ask for somebody, a supreme being, to do it for us. We ask for the knowledge to do it for you know, ourselves. You know what I was taught about the difference between prayers and spells? Mm. A, a prayer is a request. Mm -hmm. A spell is a demand mm. of, <laughs> of the universe. Not necessarily, and there are spells that incorporate sacred beings of all kinds. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, and and a lot of spells that don't. But this, you know, we are you are putting it out to the universe that you see yourself on a path, and mm -hmm. it's not a path you like. You want to be on a different path. You want to be on a path of prosperity or beauty or some sort of satisfaction or safety. And so using, you know, to the best of your ability, you are, you are going to make it so. And ward yeah, off the I mean, large blows of faith. That's, that's really a mindset more than a spell, though. I mean, it's like the cigarette where, you know, you, you, you think negative, well, negative. I, I mean, the secret, the secret about the secret is that it's rooted in metaphysical practices that, you know, maybe they're trying to, you know, whitewash a little bit. Um, but... People ask me all the time, do you have to believe in a spell for it to work? Mm -hmm. yeah. And no, you don't have to believe. I mean, there is a mindset, but it's not the one people expect sometimes. You don't have to believe that the specific spell will work for it to work. What you do have to, it has to be knowledge. Because belief, you know, we believe what we want to believe. What what do you know? You have to you have to be willing to accept that life might get better. It could get better. Mm -hmm. Because if you're convinced that I I'm doing it but it's never gonna work. I'm I'm doing it but there's no such thing as magical energy. I'm doing it but I'm doomed. If if you know, <laughs> it sometimes becomes a self fulfilling prophecy then. Like mm -hmm. you're so invested in it not working that you're not even giving it a chance to work. We'll say spells are thousands and thousands of years old. The spell casting in general. You know, that Egyptian myth is very, very old, thousands of years old. And there are spells that have, even though they've evolved in form, they've been used for thousands of years. If if they never ever worked for anyone, we wouldn't I mean, no one would do it. Mm-hmm. So what's the difference between a spell and a curse? Oh, okay. A spell could be anything. Um and a spell a spell is conscious. You you cast a spell, like you know you're you know, a spell that people don't realize is a spell often is a birthday cake when you make the wish with the candles. It, I mean that is you know, you, you focus on your desire. People don't think of that as a spell, but that's a spell. A curse, a curse can sometimes be spontaneous. You don't have to plan it. It can just come out of you if you're angry enough. A curse is targeting your energy to wish ill on someone else. You know, 
may you get what you may you get what you deserve. That's my favorite curse. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, some people should get yes. what they deserve. Um, yep. <laughs> but um, you know, may you you know may you be unhappy forever or something. Curses tend to be verbal. You articulate a desire, you know, uh, may all your, you know, children go to jail or something. There is also, you can have a malicious spell. You could have a hex, a jinx, something like that. That doesn't necessarily have to be verbal. You know, people, you can put together a spell that doesn't incorporate to, you know, words in it. A curse is often just words. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, well, actually, you're coming up against the break. So I mean, I you know, go to hell is a curse. Mm-hmm. People don't think about yes, that. Yes, it is. Drop dead. Yeah. Damn, yeah. You, damn you is a curse. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, we are coming up to break. So, uh, you are listening. Oh, Judica, if somebody wants to find out more information, how can they do that about you? Oh, um, my website is down, um, but I'm on social that. media. Oh, I know. Sorry, I'm so pathetic. Um, I, I'm just busy. I haven't had a should chance I put, to fix should it. I, should but, I put a spell on it? <laughs> I would. Um, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram, but I'm on Facebook and Twitter more. Um, I'm, I'm not hard to get in touch with. There you go. All right. We got to take a break. You're listening to Ghost Chronicles Book of Shadows right here on Tojinet, brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 286 Merrick Street, Bethune, Massachusetts, the Glant Messier Family Law Group, 15 High Street, North End of Massachusetts, and our very good friends on Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon. Uh, my special guest today is author and East Coast Witch, Judica Isles. Eyes, eyes, whatever. Anyways, <laughs> and my special co-host today is Myla Brooks, my favorite West Coast witch. And we can be heard where all good podcasts can be heard. Even the ones that have bad podcasts, because you're probably on those too. Anyway, <laughs> um, I don't know. Oh, when I come back, I got a joke for you. Goodbye. We'll be right back. <laughs> Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. Located in Illinois, there lies a sleepy little town where nothing is a common occurrence. You going to that party in town tonight? Heck yeah! I only turned 18 once. That is until the night of celebration. Where the hell is she? Oh no. No, 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 Jessica!
from the creators of Shadowhunters, fighting me, comes a tale of primal terror. Grind called Mayhem. Shadowhunters, kill Jessica, kill! <laughs> Harry Price, I am speaking to you via the medium of the Ghost Box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Parax Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. Two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing, although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. The other is Stephen Parsons, and he's a paranormal scientist. Well, mustache, I am required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. Welcome back. This is Ron Kolick, and that is the theme to Van Helsing. Why not? Joining me today is my favorite West Coast witch, Malika Burke. Malika? I like that. Malika. It's like Judica <laughs> and Malika combined. Just <laughs> Malika Kolick. Oh, wow. Where did that come from? All right. Moving right along. And this is going a little sister wives. <laughs> Judica Isles. Oh my God, I get so messed up today. Anyway, all right. So I got a joke for you guys. You can handle a joke, right? Mm-hmm. I hope so. <laughs> so these two witches are standing by the cauldron chanting, and all of a sudden the the cauldron blows up, and they get both knocked down on their butt. The two witches, Judica and not and Marla. Judica stands up and says, "Marla, what happened?" And Mala says, I must have misspelled it. Ah! <laughs> That's very cute. I like that. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Not so bad. I made it I up do myself. like that. I did. I wrote that. That's <laughs> great. Guy. Just be a guy. We would have to take some spelling lessons. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, all right. So I'm still in this, this whole spell thing. I mean, I'm looking on my desk now, and I've got myself a, a golden frog with uh, a coin in its mouth and a red. Oh yeah, angle. I have one. Yeah, yeah, lucky. So, frog. is that a spell? You can use it in a spell. Um, I guess if you were, it's an amulet. If you, it's an amulet, and it's supposed to draw prosperity. And if you just put it in you know located in the right place it is supposed to radiate that 
energy that draws prosperity to you. Now, mm-hmm. you spells are often made up of ingredients, and if I wanted to do like a, a money spell, I could think of a way to use that amulet in my spell. Or mm-hmm. if you were hand, you know, a lot of stuff is a mess. You know, I have a money frog, and I, you know, purchased it ready-made. But if I was a craftsperson and I was going to make my own frog, craft my own frog, you know, not a real frog, uh, uh, you know, it's a, it's a little statuette. Um, well, you're a witch. I don't know. You may create your own stuff. Well, I mean, <laughs> if, if if you were going to make your own, the process of making it could be a spell. Does that make sense? In other okay. words, um, I've got a, I've got a basket of tomatoes downstairs, you know, in my kitchen. Uh, I could, the tomatoes themselves, like everything radiates a kind of power, but it's just sitting there quietly radiating some power. And the example I give is we have all walked into a room that felt really good. You were nervous, but now you walk into the room and you're feeling, you know, you feel empowered. And we have all walked into a room and felt uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. We have felt, oh, you know, what... I came here to do something, and now it's not going to go the way I wanted to. And often it's just a matter of reorganizing some things. But what you're feeling there is the magical energy. You might not identify it, depending on you know your mindset. You might not identify it as magical energy, but we're we're surrounded by it all the time. If your life is not what you want it to be, you know sometimes. You need to change that magical energy around. But in itself, it's not a spell. It can be used as a spell. It's not necessarily a spell on its own. Okay. So, I mean, we we, we just discussed on the international show, Steve is, is like the god of Vimpa Sound. And uh, he was did a BBC special and uh, he was involved in. And uh, we now know that under certain conditions that infrasound can cause uh, hauntings. Otherwise, people believe a place is haunted because sure. of this low frequency sound. So is this magical energy kind of like that infrasound? It's a force that we haven't discovered yet or haven't been able to, you know, to connect with that has an effect on us. And I we think, are just receivers. I, I think some people are just maybe more aware of it, whether because, you know, but I mean, it is like, you know, you send someone into a haunted house and some people will feel that there's, you know, some sort of thing going on, even if they can't, they feel, you know, there's something here, even if they don't know what it is. You Mm -hmm. have some people who walk in and you know, they could be anywhere. It doesn't matter. They're not feeling anything. They're not, you know, sensitive to it. And then you have people who walk in and see the ghost or hear the ghost right away. So we're bringing a lot of ourselves with it. So I think that if you, you, you can, you know, magic is a skill. It's a human skill. You don't need to have a PhD. You don't need to be a brain surgeon. In order to cast a spell, you just have to be you have to be a human being with a desire or a fear 
that that's all it is. Like a curse. You don't have to really plan out a curse. You just have to be angry enough. If you are angry enough and somebody aggravates you enough, <laughs> it is possible you will just, you know, cast the evil eye, throw a curse. You're just going to do it. You may shock yourself. It, it, you know, you might not plan to do it, and yet there it is. So, you know, what I suggest is just be aware of, you know, you know, it's like something like roses. You know, if you give someone roses, they're often happy. They may interpret it romantically. They may, you know, you know, it that 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 giving of a bouquet of flowers could be a spell if you're, you know, if you've got an intent behind it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we look at, you know, curses are. Uh, what's the other one we were just talking about? Where you Happens. which someone harm, but. Yeah, that that person who is the uh, subject of these particular things or even a love spell. Let's go to the positive side. The love uh, love spell. Well, love spell isn't always positive. Um, How how are they affected, though? I mean, how can they be if we have independent choice and we can do what we want? And we we, we, because I think. But we're affected by things every day. We're affected by, you know, you're, you know, this is not, I mean, the thing with magic spells, and I don't say this as as a, as a cop-out answer, they're mysteries. It's not a science project. I always tell people that it's not like, when you look at, like, if you look at my book, it'll look a little bit like a cookbook. There are recipes and formulas and so oh, you yeah. might think it's like a recipe. And, you know, if you buy a box of mac and cheese and, you know, it will, or, or a cake mix, there'll be instructions on the back. And if you follow the instructions on the back, it is a little like a science project. You, you know, barring unforeseen circumstances, you should receive something, you should produce something that looks like the picture on the front of the box. You know, do this and get that. It's pretty straightforward. Spells are mysterious. Sometimes they work better than you expect. Sometimes they don't work. I mean, anybody who tells you their spells work 100% of the time is lying mm-hmm. to you. Yeah. Nothing, you know. But, I mean, that's the same with the pharmaceutical. You know, if you if you have a headache and someone hands you an aspirin and that aspirin doesn't work, it doesn't mean that, that a Tylenol won't work. It doesn't mean that essential oil of peppermint won't work. It doesn't mean that that aspirin might not work again. If you try it again next week, maybe the aspirin will work. Spells are more like that. They're not, they're, if they were entirely predictable, they wouldn't be magic. So how does it work? For whatever reason, these roses are often used in love spells. Apples are often used in love spells. The color red is often used. And for whatever reason they do they do have an impact and you can cast a spell on someone. You can make someone you know, you can make someone love you but you can't make them love you like you want them to love you. They can only love you the way they they're capable of loving you. Uh, love spells aren't always a good thing. Love spells are often 
you are in a relationship with someone, it's not working. You One person really wants the relationship to work. They see the other person leaving. So let's cast a love spell to, to keep them here. And you can do that, but now you've got somebody who wants to go and is stuck. They're, they're not necessarily going to become more pleasant. They're not necessarily going to, you know, they're not necessarily going to be who you want them to be. They're still themselves. They're just bound to you or stuck with you or in this frustrating situation where, you know, they can't live with you or without you. So it's a complicated thing. The, the, the scary thing about a spell, people, you know, will you get in trouble? Possibly, because you might get what you asked for. Mm-hmm. Right? That's so what be, I was going to say. Right. Yeah. So be careful that you're, ask, you're sure that what you're asking for is what you really want. Yeah, because, you know, people that don't know what they're doing, oh, I like that guy across the room, you know, and, and he's a stranger. But, oh, my God, I want him. I want to have him. And they cast a spell to get him. And they get somebody that maybe isn't good, you know, could be a serial killer for all you right. know. Right, exactly. That's what I was just thinking of. Every serial killer yeah. with the wife, like, you know, at one point she wanted to marry that guy. Yeah, yeah. so, you know, I don't like love spells, basically. I mean, yeah, they're okay, but people that know what they're doing it works better than people that. I like spells where you ask the universe to send you the right person. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I like those. Or where, you know, there are spells where you can, you know, create a wish list of attributes and things, you know, I don't want. And you put that out into the universe. And that person and you, should And you can also ask. Person. Yeah. And you can also ask for help to be more attractive to people. You know, you sure. take care of yourself. So, yeah, so, those again, kinds of things. Isn't that more about the person than than the physical spell itself? I mean, we have visualization boards where we sit, put our wishes up well, on the board. Well, a visualization board is, in theory, a type of spell. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is? Yeah. Let me tell you, <laughs> there are a lot of people casting spells who don't know they're casting spells. Yeah, exactly. And if I, you remind I, them, they get scared. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Mm-hmm. The... Uh, I would love, as a scientific experiment, was to take a particular spell and have X number of people do the spell and see what the results were and then try to determine what the causal effects of of the people casting the cell versus the spell itself, because they're all casting the same spell. I mean, you could. I mean, and you could probably do that with something like a money spell, like something, you know... And money spells and prosperity spells are not the same thing. A money spell is sometimes it's a quick fix. I need five hundred dollars by the end of the month because otherwise I'm going to get like evicted. Um, <laughs> the problem with that is that the the unpredictable factor is the spellcaster. You could have all the same ingredients and the same timing, but each spellcaster may have different motivations. And really the most important ingredient of a spell, any spell, is yourself. It's your energy. It's what you're bringing to it. It's, so one person might be all in and committed, 
Another person is hoping that the spell won't work because they don't believe in them. Another person is a little afraid of spells. So it's like driving with the brakes on. So <laughs> that's that's the issue. I mean, it might be interesting to see if you could get a person... I don't know. It, it, it's like you... When you're working with manufactured items, a, a glass bottle or even a mass-produced herbal product, you know, um, mm-hmm. there's a homogeneity. You know, it's it, it's the same. But once you are involved with people and with, you know, some plants are stronger quality than others. Some people have an affinity for everybody has an affinity with some ingredients. So some people, you know, if you've got, let's say, lavender, some people on lavender are like they're just going to work really well together and somebody else might not. It's it's an art, you know, it's not a science. Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of tough. <laughs> well, it, yes. it's not a science. I mean, that's, you know, I mean, that's one of the, I mean, Science that has to work with scientific method, you have to be able to reproduce it. Reproduce, exactly. Which is right. I mean, you can't have a vaccine that, in theory, works a little different for every single person. I mean, that would be a problem. (laughs) Right, but I mean, it's a problem. But I mean, a magic spell. But that's what a magic spell is like. You have to find the spells that work for you. What are your skills? What are your weaknesses? You know. So, do you have a favorite spell? Um, I don't know that I have a favorite spell because it depends what what you. I have favorite types of spells. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I I like water. You know, I, I like spells that you can cast at the beach or you can cast in the bathtub. Those are sort of my favorites. Um, I like I like herbal concoctions. I like you know, I make my fourthies vinegar. Every winter, and you know, I, I enjoy doing that. I like cleansing spells. I, for a long time, candle spells made me nervous because I, I live with like a lot of paper, and so you know, anything will like, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you know, yeah. a spell that burns down your house is not a, is not a good spell for you. So, but I, I've gotten I've gotten better with them. You know, I'm happier with them. So you know, so here's an example. I have a really there's a nice banishing spell in my book, 5,000 Spells. And I say it's a nice banishing spell, big spell because most banishing spells are not nice. <laughs> you just want to get rid of someone. But this is a San Alejo spell, and this spell is intended for someone who you love. You don't want oh. anything bad to happen to them. This is this is your like brother-in-law who won't get off your couch. Or, you know, somebody has moved in with you, and you really need them to leave. You need... And what the Senalejo spell does is it gives them a good reason to to leave. All of a sudden, your sister has invited your brother-in-law back home, and which is what he wanted anyway. Um, or, you know, the, the the guest who doesn't leave gets a great job, and they're apologizing to you because they're so sorry. They know they've been such a great guest, yeah, but they have this great <laughs> job, and they have to go. And it's a candle spell. And the first time that I did it, my arm was in a cast, and oh. I I was just so terrified of burning myself, the house, that I couldn't focus on the spell. 
Mm. But but the spell worked because mm-hmm. my goal was not to burn the house down. That was a real goal. You didn't burn the house down. So yeah, and I didn't burn the house down. Did the guests leave? No, but we still had a roof. So, <laughs> I mean, ultimately, you know, I thought I was doing it, but if you examine what was my real fear and desire at that moment, I was really focused on not burning anything down. I then did it a couple years later in another situation where I did not have a cast on my arm. It was in a safer place. It worked. But I was able to focus on the spell itself. Oh, okay. See, if you brought the house down, you actually would have driven the guest away. (laughs) Yeah, unfortunately, I do. You would have gotten what you wanted. In spades. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, too much. That's one of those things. Be careful what you wish for. Be careful. Yeah, yeah. I uh, when my wife was working, uh, she had someone at, at work that was giving her a hard time, and I actually uh, talked her into doing a spell uh, where she took the name and put it in uh, spring water and put it in the freezer, and uh, <laughs> it worked. Uh, yeah. that person didn't bother. It does work. Yeah, yeah. that one works really well. Yeah. Sometimes scary. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. I got a story about that, but we'll talk about this some other time. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. With I was dumbfounded. Me. That's that's the only With word. I could say. But you know, you're right, Ron. Because I mean, spellcasting ultimately becomes it's not. I think when you get into it, it stops being about the individual spells and it becomes about a way of life. You're mm-hmm. always casting a spell. You know, you're making eggs for your family. You're stirring it and blessing it and wishing them good things. So it's like everything can be enhanced with a spell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still get back to the mindset of it. I mean, because like, you know, even when I cook a meal, I, you know, I, I know it's going to taste delicious and, and it tastes mm-hmm. delicious. Mm-hmm. I'm working on a home improvement project and, you know, it'll come right. out fine. Even if, even if I have problems along the way, I always come up with solutions to fix these sure. problems before the, the finished product. So in, in a lot of ways, it, it's mm-hmm. kind of like mindset is, is is almost a spell in itself without the physical apparatus of, of... Well, it's also personality traits because what you're describing, it's a, converse, it's a combination of flexibility, spontaneity, will, determination. The, you're doing that home improvement project and it's going to work. Even if you have to be flexible and adjust it, even if you have to, you know, it's not necessarily that, that here are the instructions and I have to do it exactly like this and I don't care if I'm having trouble, I'm just going to do it like the instructions say and then, you know, it may or may not work out. But what you're describing is the best kind of spellcasting mindset. That's like Mala has a new book coming and uh, she asked me for a recipe and I said, like, uh, I have lots of recipes, but they're not really recipe because I cook to taste. So it's mm. it's not anything you could really put down as a spell. A, a recipe is kind of a spell, isn't it? Well, yeah, it could you're be. Following ingredient, you're following ingredients to make this delicious cake, if that's what you think you're doing. So you, you've got the ingredients, you're following from a, a set spell, and you're, you've got the intentions of it being good. And so how is that not a spell? Well, I mean, I don't know if baking is the best example because baking, uh-huh. you know, baking has a lot of chemistry. And if you don't have like the correct 
proportions. But everything in life, life you said is is is, no, is I mean, but I mean, like when you're cooking, like if you're if you're cooking, you can often be spontaneous. You can vary. You know, you don't like salt. You don't have to put salt in it. You have a little pepper, less pepper, more pepper. It, I mean. Exactly. A spell could be. I mean, a spell can become a component of virtually everything. But everything is not a spell, if that makes sense. If it's predictable, it's not a spell. And with recipes, I mean, you know, I did two cookbooks, and I always say, you know, take the recipe. If you don't like it, alter it. Right. You know, use it as just the beginning, and and make it the way you want it better. Right. It's not not carved in stone. Yeah, but you get somebody who will follow the recipe or the spell of cooking and it it comes out crazy. And what do they say? That's not, you know, I followed the instructions, but did they really? Did they, they have the intentions, which is the other part of. Or the knowledge, you know, if, I if don't you, think you need knowledge if you follow. No, no, well, well, OK, so they have the. Um, abbreviation TSP for teaspoon and TBSP. Oh, now we're getting all right? down to semantics. Well, no, but I mean, somebody's going to look at one and not know what it is, and so they might put That's too much or too little of something, and then they say the recipe isn't good. So well, you know, the very, I say simple, although in some ways these are the hardest spells. Theoretically, you can cast a spell with nothing. You don't need ingredients. Right. You can just with well, your just, mind. I hate- I hate to cut you off, but we actually ran out of time. Ah, that was fun. Yeah, well, yeah, we're all over the place, but that's okay. <laughs> I, I thank you so much for, for joining us. And uh, Judica, you have written a ton of books, which I wanted to actually ask you about some of it, but we never got to it. Um, uh, next time. <laughs> yes. So where can out. people find your books? Um, everywhere. Wherever fine books are sold. Online, all the obvious online sellers, you can... Find them in, you know, in, in in bookstores. If they don't have them, you can ask the bookstore to get it for you. They should be able to do that at no additional cost. Can you throw out some of the titles for your book just so that people Encyclopedia know Encyclopedia Five Thousand Spells. Um, mm. There's a book called Pure Magic, a complete course in spell casting. If this is new to you, um, Pure Magic will teach you. It is a course in spell casting. It'll teach you whatever you need to know to actually do it in very, you know, clear, accessible terms. Encyclopedia mm-hmm. of Spirits, Encyclopedia of Mystic Saints and Sages, um, Daily Magic, there's a spell a day in that one, or a ritual a day, and some recipes, food recipes. Ghosts of New England, I, th- I mean, Witches of New England, I believe you was one of them, or something like that. Yeah, I no, I, I wrote the foreword for Witches of New England. Oh, that's what I saw. Okay, right, I'm not a Witch sure. of New England. But I, I did write the foreword oh. for the book. <laughs> I'm a, well, can't win them all. Anyway, uh, we do have to go. Thank you, Judica, for joining us. Mala, thank you. I'll see you next month. And yes. uh, you, thank uh, you. Been listening to Ghost Chronicles, Book of Shadows, right here on Tojinet, and we're all good podcasts to play. Uh, good night, everyone. God bless.
from goalies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.